Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Who won the beef between Popeyes and Wendy's? What did the Lakers do without Boogie? Our center's underpaid. The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey, sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown live show slash podcast. We have Dave Dufour joining me and Jared Weiss yet again. And man, do we have a lot of things to talk about, but I'm not so sure a lot of them have anything to do with uh, basketball or the NBA. What do you think? No, it's all chicken all the time. It's, that's all I want to talk about. All right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm late to this party. I'm Antonio Brown's helmet, too. I, I was not on Twitter this afternoon, so but I did stumble upon some sort of uh, some sort of beef between the chicken people. What is the story? Uh, Dave, break it down for us real quick. Popeye's won. That's it. In, in the great chicken sandwich wars of 2019, mm-hmm. Popeye's has beaten everyone. It's over. It's, it's a wrap. Everybody's just got to quit. We need the Avengers theme. Okay. So Popeye's, I haven't had Popeye's in a long time, but I do remember that they, their chicken is really good. I certainly compare it. Here's the thing. Chick-fil-A is, it's okay. Is it, is it like, do you think it's the end all be all, Jared? Uh, the, the pickles are huge when it comes to the Chick-fil-A sandwich. Chicken's good. Sauce is very good. Bun, solid. Um, you know, that cheese they put on there is kind of shitty, but whatever, we can live with it. Uh, but those pickles, those pickles are phenomenal. And I think if you took, I mean, I haven't had this new Popeye sandwich yet, so clearly I need to I need to find a Popeye's somewhere in Boston. There's one next to Fenway Park. I'll have to go to that one. Yeah, you uh, got it. Yeah. Sandwich. But I, I think there's actually a sneaky surprise contender, and that's the Shake Shack chicken sandwich. Okay, but Shake Shack's in a whole different. week was surprised how good it was. And I'm, not, like... a, I'm not a Shake Shack fan. But that's one percenter talk. That Shake Shack is in a whole different price bracket uh, from Popeyes and Chick Fil A. Yeah, all right. Well, Not everyone's making Jared Weiss money. <laughs> Two dollars more. <laughs> hey, oh, Shake, money, Shake Shack does make an awesome burger. I mean, without question, I know I've had that one. But okay, but Wendy's gets involved out of the blue. Apparently, they make some. Here's what's weird to me: having a Fried chicken, boneless breast fried chicken in on bread. That's just a weird mixture of like uh, of uh, stuff going on there. I'm not sure. I always like. I guess is the solution there is the sauce. That's what you need to have it to make no. those, those things mesh. No, it's just the, it's a chicken sandwich. It's delicious. It's fried chicken on bread. Let me ask you, Nick. Uh, Thanksgiving. Do you eat turkey? Uh, I do. Okay. The next day, do you have a turkey sandwich? Sure. Oh uh, yeah. Put, do you put stuffing on that turkey sandwich? Ooh, I, you know I don't know if I do, but man, that sounds good. Right. Same same principle. Right. Okay. So, but yeah, but we're talking about fried. Okay. But how does the fried part of it come into the, the equation? I don't see it. The fried because chi- fried chicken is delicious. 
That's yeah, it. I know. Yeah, but fried but, but, skin, but breading, yeah, fry everything. I just don't see how the fried, well, in the turkey with stuffing on a, on a piece of bread does not necessarily equate to me to the fried chicken that they use inside the, the, the sandwich at Chick-fil-A and I guess at wherever we're talking about now, Popeye's. Anyway, I, I also think Popeye's just has, I mean, Popeye's just has amazing chicken. They just happen to put it on a bun and destroy everybody. That's yeah, it. I mean, right. nothing changed. The spicy chicken at Popeye's is undefeated. Yeah, and Popeye's is also. We know who weighed in on Twitter. You actually retweeted. Uh, you, oh, you oh. retweeted. Okay. So Pop, what, Pop, yeah. Popeye's social media people are, are are earning their money today. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it is funny to watch these other chicken companies try to get in, and Popeye's is like hell no. That's they're winning the game of chicken. I'm still a Chick Fil A guy, even if they're homophobic as fuck. I mean, they they at oh, least make that's really well, good. We call sandwiches. that problematic chicken in my yes. house. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, a conflict chicken. Conflict chicken. <laughs> Um, so this is a basketball show. Uh, Dave, can you do a quick dab for all the uh, commenters out there? Dab? And by the way, uh, yeah, just a little dab. They want to see dab. dab. I don't if dab, you, but oh. I'll show you my t-shirt. Whoa. Yeah. So for the <laughs> podcast <laughs> listeners, Dave Dufour is rejoining his old stomping grounds in a Bobon t-shirt with the Jerry West uh, NBA logo replaced with Bobon dunking while still on the ground. And who, who was the other person that wore that shirt that was its number one fan? Mark Cuban. Big fan of this shirt. Uh, you can you can get it. Uh, my guys over at Fast Break Breakfast, uh, which is an excellent podcast if you like uh, breakfast food. Um, Fast Break Breakfast. The you can find this stuff uh, over on their Twitter account in their T Public store or wherever. Um, but they've got a lot of other funny shirts. But this one's just it's special. Special. Oh, I you know they're coming on the show. Uh, somebody is coming on the show from that pod, and I guess I need to talk to them. I need some some help with some uh, shirt designs of my own. I guess they're the yeah. ones to talk to. Yes, Actually, he, I, I got to give Dave credit. Guy. He put me onto a fast pick breakfast and round ball round ball rock. I'm actually going to go on round ball rock at some point soon. Uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, our show's what the I best podcast, obviously. <laughs> count count the thing sucks, so we can just focus on. The oh right wait a minute. And, uh, <laughs> We don't invite people on and, and then do that. This is not like uh, this is not um, calling people. Uh, Listen, Nick, I open the fridge up and see what's in there on this show. You can insult me all you want. I'm checking your cupboards for good right. snacks. I'm doing all that stuff. Well, yeah, because so. right, well, we're not having any Chris Cuomo Fredo stuff going on on here. Right? You know what I mean? You're not. You're not Fredo. We'll call it, you're. You're Michael uh, on our show. Uh, That's for damn sure. That is for damn sure. <laughs> right. I guess I'm definitely not going to throw Dave down the stairs. So. Uh, that, well, you know so, that that makes me um, Don Corleone, who's like choking and dying in the uh, um, in the in the garden with a kid spraying him with uh, pesticide. I suppose. Anybody know? So yeah. yeah. Yes. So is that the famous death scene. Time. Okay. Great. Great time to talk about basketball. We have FIBA coming up. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins' leg is ruined. Dwight Howard's getting a second chance. Where do we start here? Do we start with Dwight and work our way backwards? Well, I, I will. we start with Dwight? Uh, I, okay. I, mean, I was going to throw one thing out there because you just reminded me uh, about uh, Boogie. And, uh, you know, Boogie, when you watched him come back and his, uh, his mechanics, the way he's running, it seemed like a guarantee he was going to get hurt again and again and again. And I feel like... Whoever is working with him, you know, they're, they're not addressing some of the key issues that are leading to this breakdown of his, uh, of the way he's, the way he runs, the way he moves. And um, it's really sad, but like, I, I just feel like it was inevitable. Well, do you think his gait is an issue of him kind of running, compensating for his injury, and that's just how he runs? Or is it the other way around? I think, I think he rushed back, A. 
and, and I get it, right? He rushed back because he wanted to show everyone he could make some money, whatever. But uh, that was part of it. But he always moved a little bit, you know, uh, not smooth and, and, and balanced anyway. Dave, you know what I'm talking about, I think, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't want to get into the biomechanical part. I, I, my bigger concern is that he did rush back from that quad injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wilson Chandler talked about this, how he didn't feel right when he was coming back from his quad injury. I mean, he, you have to actually let that thing heal, and then you start your rehab. I mean, it holds the whole lower posterior chain together. Right. Like, that quad is so crucial. I mean, he's – I mean, this is – we saw this with Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson had that hamstring injury, gets an ACL injury, right? They, they are more, like, more than likely directly related. And, you know, I, I hope all of these guys look at this stuff and just stop trying to rush back. It was playing in the finals – more important for Boogie and his career than being able to be healthy going forward. And now, I mean, his career is going to be completely different. I, I think it probably was. I mean, this was his one chance. He's never been in a winning situation before. I think he looked at it as this is a chance to win a ring and give himself. I think he probably looked at it as he thinks that he's a Hall of Famer if he wins that title, even if we probably maybe yeah, you could make an argument Obviously, I definitely don't think he should be at that yeah. point. But I mean, he's about that, to miss, miss another season of basketball, right? Yeah. For it. And it's, I, I ironically, it's going to probably prevent him from getting in the Hall of Fame despite his historic numbers and resume for his age. But, yeah, I mean, we're expecting another year off at least at this point. He'll be 30 by the time he's getting back. I mean, he just has to lose a ton of weight at this point, right? That, Which has always been an issue for him. He has to lose like 40 to 50 pounds. He's always been playing like 30, 40 pounds overweight. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that that is it, and you know, also, um, you know, and then address the way the, the way his body functionally moves uh, is also part of it because it's almost like, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all interrelated without question. That all, they, they all don't help each other. He and he's never been that guy. It kind of like would bring us to like Mello. Mello doesn't have never worked on his body, and now he's scratching his head, wondering why at thirty three, like nobody wants him. He's, what is he thirty three? No, no, he's 35. 36. 36. 36. Okay. So, right. And so it, it, he's already at the end anyway, but he's, but he's, it seems like he's acting as if he's 33 and should get another shot. But the only guy that would do that would be somebody who was like, who dieted well, who really LeBron. took care of their body. Yeah. Hey, that, LeBron's LeBron, a good example. Right? Le- LeBron is the most extreme example of a guy who's taking care of his body. The right. most extreme we've ever seen in basketball. I mean, I, the numbers that get thrown out about how much he invests in his body are yeah. pretty insane. Uh, you know, I, I yeah. think it shows when you watch this guy who still, I mean, he looks like he's lost a step, but he's 35 years old and still definitely a top 10 player, probably a top seven player still. Wait, and, wait, and I think, okay. Wow. You're throwing flames over here. What? I mean, I kind of agree with you, but I can't believe if we look no, in the comments, I people are going to freak out when I you're mean, saying no, no. top seven. I, for I just need to see what he looks like this coming season, right? Like yeah. I don't want to judge him based on coming back from the groin injury. Speaking of groin injuries, you've got to be really careful when shaving your balls that you don't nick them with a crappy razor. And that's why Manscaped has you covered. It's clear that people prefer it cleaned up down there. And Manscaped's Lawnmower 2.0 has skin-safe technology to protect your nuts. Plus, it was really fun transforming my nether region back in time. They've also got the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. If you use deodorant on your pits, it just makes sense to use it on an even smellier part of your body. 
Get 20% off plus free shipping and a truly awesome and durable travel bag with the code BREAKDOWN at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. Use the code BREAKDOWN and you'll get 20% off, free shipping, and they call it a travel bag, but I call it a daub kit, whatever you name it. Put the power of your bush in your own hands. I mean, right. someone's upset. I said that Boogie thinks that he's a Hall of Famer, so obviously people are going to yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Listen, so, yeah. I, I, I wish I mean, someone could I, explain to me the Hall of Fame criteria because I don't understand it at all. There is no. But Boogie is not a Hall of Famer, but he thinks he is probably a Hall of Famer sure. if he wins the title. That was the point. Yeah. Um, I bet okay. if we all spent a million dollars on our bodies, we'd be looking a lot sexier too, as well. We wouldn't uh, even need. Uh, hard. Probably but, wouldn't even need hips, but. Um, but I, I think the the huge difference with Mello is it's all just personality decision. It's all about role decision. He could clearly still be in the NBA. He's not he's not out of the league because of the shape he's in. That's definitely a contributing factor to why his defense was so crappy for the last few years or for the last seventeen years, however long he was in the NBA. But like he isn't in the NBA because of role buy-in, because of lack of defense, because he just resisted being a stretch four for so long, even though that's coincidentally what he was when he came into the league and what was always his greatest strength. Well, uh, super chat. We got to give that uh, some some uh, pro- proper dap. I'll do the dap since Dave won't. Anyway, Hyder Khan, thank you so much for that. A nice super chat. And he says, I believe Boogie will be a version of Brooke Lopez. That is fascinating. Wait, that's, right. yeah. that is interesting. And, and maybe. Yeah. But will he rebound or team rebound the way Brooke Lopez does? Well, remember, I'm old enough to remember Brooke Lopez being the shittiest rebounder in the NBA. But he was not a bad rebounder. He was never – the thing is we only looked at how many rebounds per games he he averaged, not at the team rebounding percentage, which is the important thing to look at with a guy like Brooke Lopez who actually boxes out to his assignment. And so, like, if you go and do your job and your team as a big, your team rebounds better with you on the court – you're a good rebounder. I don't care if he pulls down three rebounds a game and they still are are doing really, really well in team rebounding percentage. That's what I care about. And, right. and it, the, eye, the eye test matches the numbers on this. Like, Brooke Lopez doesn't care about getting to those loose balls as much as he cares about taking away the opposing big. And I, I'd rather have that, to be huh. honest with you. All right, so you're saying if I went through that footage, I would find uh, a lot of the – Yeah. The, okay. All right, fair enough. Well, I feel like he gets more rebounds now. Am I crazy? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, it might be. I think he's only at like seven or so a game. Yeah. Right. And, he, and, it's, and actually, game. I was going to say, last year it's probably down because of how many threes he's shooting. Yeah. So he's not actually in rebounding position in, in Milwaukee. So, yeah, he peaked in 2016. Or actually, yeah. he peaked in 2010 when he averaged eight and a half. Yeah. But, right. yeah, I mean, that's, that's – But don't forget, by the way, he's also positively impacting offensive rebounding percentage by drawing the bigs out. And shooting yeah. threes now. So, like, yeah, everything he does is built around rebounding, including shooting six threes. Right. So, either way, uh, Boogie would be the, the, the could do the equivalent of that. And, and he actually is a better passer than Lopez already, anyway. He's, he's a fantastic passer. So, yeah, I suppose that's what he should be doing as it is. Now, what, how, this is interesting then. What was Boogie doing when he was healthy that's not like Brooke Lopez was the last couple of years? I, I put it in the ball in the floor. <clears throat> Um, okay. You know, the shooting the threat of the three from Boogie, definitely like overrated. But he okay. would at least shoot them, and he was able to attack closeouts. I mean, his ability to put the ball on the floor—that was the my bigger concern about him coming back from the Achilles. Would he lose that that quick first step that he had? I mean, he wasn't 
He's not quick laterally, but in a straight line, he was pretty good at, at mm-hmm. pump faking and going past guys. And now coming back from an ACL, I mean, is, that's probably gone. Right, for sure. Oh, not only was he, was he quick enough as a straight line driver, he had really good ball handle control, mm-hmm. good footwork. He could get around guys. And he, he was could drive quick him. enough to do it. He, right. Yeah, he was a five that can drive and kick, which is what's always made the Warriors the, uh, offense so incredible because they can just – Turn the ball through everything and so now he's probably going to have to re- revert to being a back to the basket guy his face-up game is like what makes him special so that's probably gone for a little while hopefully he can get it back at some point but i like the idea of him just being a pick and pop guy when he gets healthy again in you know a year or whatever it is hopefully okay happens. yeah now that brings us to the next uh, part of this conversation which is uh, it felt like Dwight Howard was out. He was not going to play anymore in the NBA. His, his, basically, his career was over. And I had heard that. I had actually heard a few days before that Washington got rid of him, that, that they were going to make up some excuse, and he was going to be you know, cut, basically, and that was going to be all you'd ever see from him. It seemed reasonable at the time that that was going to happen. I suppose all of a sudden you throw this boogie uh, injury into the mix. Now you got the Lakers who are desperate, and they always like names, so, Dwight Howard, Lakers, I guess this is going That's to happen, a, right? No, it's not a thing. It's not you don't think it's going to happen? It's not a thing. Listen, this is an agent doing his job, uh-huh. right? I mean, if you're Dwight Howard's agent, do you want him, you know, get, getting bought out, maybe not signing with anyone? Or do you want people to think that there's a market for teams that are actually going to compete, like the Lakers, right? Well, this is why it, we have it, Dave on the show. That's right. It's propaganda. Okay. It's fine, right? The Russians are probably involved in this too, but but mostly it's the state. <laughs> and if you if you go and look at what Ramona Shelburne reported, you know we know where that comes from, and yep. she essentially went out with the fire extinguisher and sprayed down all those all those fires. So uh, I don't expect him to wind up on the Lakers. The truth is, though, on a you know if he is bought out by by Memphis. And they could sign him to a minimum deal. Hell, there are worse guys you can sign. If he's healthy, two years ago when he was healthy, he still looked pretty good. Now, you know, he had the, the glute injury that kept him out all of last season. Hopefully there's no lingering effects from that. But if he's in shape, well, I mean, if he's in shape, then, you know, um, I don't see what it hurts. I mean, it, it, at a, on a minimum deal, if he sucks in the locker room, he's out. And – LeBron's not going to tolerate it. Like, we already know this. We've seen this with other guys oh, yeah. right in the locker room. So, you know, I, I think that of all the contenders, the Lakers might actually be uniquely qualified just with the, with having LeBron and his strong presence in the locker room where you could absorb that sort of personality. And maybe all you need from him is 20 minutes. And if he can give you 20 minutes of high-impact rebounding and some rim protection – that's not bad. It's not bad on a minimum deal. Wow. Well, so there's a lot of hate for Dwight. Listen, there's a lot of hate for Dwight, but man, like that guy, he, I still think he could be a useful player. Well, it's I welcome Dave back on the show so we can he could hear him talk himself into a, a position that he'd already just argued against, saying it's not going to happen. But now we're saying that you're right. The way you I'm described it, it makes sense, but I don't see it happen. Ah, now because they already went through the Michael Beasley thing and he got cut within or whatever they traded him, and it was, again that was not even a really mistake of a deal as it is because don't you think they could have used Zubots right now sure I mean but, but they were never going to be able to keep them anyway because yeah, of yeah. restricted status yeah they, oh you mean over the offseason right now yeah oh. that's why they made the trade they okay. just made a very stupid trade but isn't Ekpe Udo available no I mean, he signed he signed in China that's right 
and then what about Zeller? Did, Zell, did Tyler Zeller sign out? I can't remember. I don't know. But I, I don't know if Zeller – wait, is he not still in Charlotte? Now Now you have me Googling stuff live. That's Cody. That's Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller. I got There's like a know. four of them. But there's like a five. couple – there's like a couple other center options out there besides sure. Dwight. I think Dwight is the best out of all those options. Right. I mean, Zeller is like very simple in what he can give you. I think Dwight gives you probably a little bit more of what Big Boogie was going to give them, but he's not. He's just not reliable enough at this point to be a starting center. If you approach all sports the way I do with basketball, then you must be an informed viewer, ready to put some of your money down on the games. Baseball season is in full swing, and it's never been more exciting to place a wager using betonline.ag. It's a long season, there are plenty of games to choose from, and because you're in the conversation, I'm giving you an extra 50% added onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to clnsmedia.com slash bball and use code CLNS50. Best part is, the bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support my podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash bball and use code CLNS50. A minimum deposit of 25 bucks is required to qualify for the bonus. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. But here, here's the other thing um, is, is they just went through a season where they had, you know, all these guys like Beasley and Rondo and JaVale's in that team. They, got, they didn't give, you know, Beasley a half an, an inch and they got rid of him. So it's like I, I have a hard time believing they're going to put Dwight and JaVale back on this team together and relying on them heavily and, and do that situation all over again. So that, that's what I would say if I was a coach. I'd be like, I don't think I'd want to do that. Uh, because, you know, what the real answer would be, you just have LeBron play the five and have him play those minutes. But he just simply oh, won't do it. But by the but way, or Anthony Davis got, play the five. You know, the because have, they've got some positional things going on. I mean, uh, LeBron's a four who wants to play the three. But doesn't actually want to guard people at the three. Uh, yeah, wait, here's what's funny. His defensive uh, effort, it would mean like he wants to play the five, right? Like he would run and hang around the basket, stand around, and maybe not have to close out. But but he, he doesn't necessarily want to protect the rim, and you don't want no. him wearing like Rudy Gobert uh, or anyone like that. Right. Uh, even though he could, okay, they're worried about Anthony Davis, you know, taking a pounding as a five. Again, nobody posts up, so it's right. it's. A, it's an idiotic argument, but Anthony Davis doesn't want to play the five. The same way Kevin Garant, uh, Garnett didn't want to be a seven-footer, right? He was 6'13 uh, instead of seven feet one. Right? Like, it's all, it's all just silly. And in 2019, we all know better. We all know the truth, and we can just – like, LeBron is a point guard now, okay? LeBron's been a point guard his whole life. Like, this is just – it's who he is. I mean, it's all about who you guard anyway, and that's all I care to talk about. And the truth is, at this point in his career, LeBron should be guarding fours or fives, and Anthony Davis should be guarding fives. That's it. But now yeah. they figure out, so who's Kuzma going to guard when he's out there with closing lineups? He's going to be guarding wings. So right. He's going to be susceptible to switching. I, I talked to uh, Pete Zayas, Laker Film Room. We actually had a conversation about this because my biggest issue with, with Kuzma is going to be his role this year. I think Kuzma is, is going to be – eventually he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to be – a starting caliber player. He's not going to start for this team because he can't. There's no space for him. There's nowhere for him to start. If if AD, if AD would play the five, they could play Kuzma at the three and they could survive because he actually does a pretty good job chasing guys around screens. He actually – a lot of effort guarding, which is half the battle. 
I mean, what you don't get out of LeBron guarding guys on the wing. And so, you know, they've got a lot of, like, tricky things happening positionally. Bring in Dwight. It solves some of those problems. I mean, listen, I have, I have literally talked myself into this in the last 10 minutes, but – I think Dwight makes sense. I just don't think it's going to happen. All right, well, no, wait. Let's go over the, the starting lineup then because I suppose what you're going to say is JaVale's going to start center. You're going to have AD at four, LeBron at three, Rondo at point guard, and then is that oh, what you're saying? Well, Danny Green will be at the two. Yeah, so that's why. Uh, that, there's the Kuzma not in the starting lineup. But if, if they put uh, AD at the five, then Kuzma starts. Yeah, yes. probably. AD, LeBron, Kuzma, Green, and, and Rondo. Or you can start Avery Bradley or whatever. Uh, yeah, but Green, Dan, not, Green is gonna... the best player on that team. Danny Green is the star. Uh, sure. Yeah, and, that, and that's why they're not going to finish that high in the Western Conference, right? Or they're going to finish in the middle? I, I They can't withstand an injury to either LeBron or Anthony Davis for any amount of time. Right. Well, but, I mean, but who, who can? Can the Clippers? Playoff, could the Clippers uh, sustain that? So the Clippers, I mean, they're eighth the best player like to Michael Green. And Jermichael Green would probably start for the Lakers. Interesting. Right? I would say the Clippers' eighth best player would probably be the third best player on the Lakers. Yeah. Okay. So I suppose you're right. They, they, they can handle that a lot. Certainly they can handle a lot better than the Lakers could. Uh, but Paul George goes down or Kawhi Leonard goes down, you know, they're not. They're still going to make the playoffs. Ah, uh, okay. If, if so that's, your, that's, down, that's where we're going to cut this off yeah, at? Yeah. If LeBron goes down, I don't, I don't think the Lakers make the playoffs. No, yeah. definitely not. So, I mean, unless wow. Danny Green becomes a great pick-and-roll playmaker all of a sudden. But, by the way, just quickly, other center options. Isaac Humphreys, who had a very brief cup of coffee with Atlanta. Eric Moreland, who's kind of bounced around, but has shown he can stay on the court. Kosa Kufus, if he's healthy, which I don't think he is. It's been a while since I heard an update. He's still, I think he's only like 30 or 31. Uh, and then Salah Mejri is 30 32 33 i think and he still can play a little bit so if they're looking for another legit seven footer those are all pretty decent options or someone's guys are six did, 10, six eleven but Kufo they have javel so they can go with an undersized center if they want to didn't kufos sign with jessica shit you might be right actually i, I, love, I love working this stuff out live but I, i'm pretty sure he signed with jessica Right, it's a live show. That's how we do it. I didn't break the news. Uh, so, by the way, yes, uh, a, a great comment right. over on Periscope by Joey Devine: the Popeyes chicken sandwich is the Lakers' seventh best player. That, yes, I think that wins. That's a round ball rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll have to uh, get that as a screenshot somewhere. But actually, that, that's true. If AD moves to the five, they could actually slide the chicken sandwich in at the four. I think that would actually work. Yeah, and then they get more people going in the games. Here's what I'd say. Put the chicken sandwich, (laughs) have them guarding ones because you know the effort's going to be there. Right. Sure. Right. I mean, you shredded lettuce all over the place. That's right. It's it's Well, yeah, but you're you know, having to defend uh, the point guards in the NBA, you're already chicken sandwich every night anyway. Right. 100%. Yeah, so that's who wants to do it. All right. How else can we extend this metaphor? <laughs> um, wow, I'm surprised we actually, we, you know, we, we we still didn't even touch upon Dwight after all that. Sort of, I guess we did a little bit, but uh, well, did we solve the Lakers' problems then? I mean, what's going to happen here? Well, I, yeah, I, I do think that they will wind up signing a a, a big, but I don't think it's going to be Dwight. Okay, and you know, we, we've already gone over who's left. Um, you know, I feel like there was somebody else that they had. No. I can't even think anymore. Um, okay. What else we can talk about then? Uh, did we circle jerk on uh, Derek White enough last time? Probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
nobody wants to talk about the Serbian national team with me. I'm lonely. Uh, Nene. Oh, Nene is available. That would be fun. Oh, uh, Nene, Nene yeah. That's what they're looking for. He and uh, he like he's like a t- good he teammate. Stand up straight. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. Nene didn't miss a, a ton of games last year, did he? I uh, bet you he played sixty. Let's see. I don't know. Nene is forty. He's thirty-six. He's, no, no, never mind. He played forty-two games. Right? He played forty-two games last year. He's and he's thirty-six. He'll be maybe he's thirty-seven now. How is he only thirty-seven? He's been in the NBA since before I was born. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, he turns thirty-seven. Oh, he's going to be in, in September. Yeah, September thirteenth. What so, I love is when you Google Nene, all the top stories are about Nene leaks and how she lost twelve pounds thanks to these diet tweaks. All right, I'm not so, doing anything in quotes. Look, here's the thing. Uh, Kenneth Farid's too small. Sorry. If you sign Nene, you're just saying we don't care about center defense. That's it. So, you know, they don't really need it. They don't. Why don't they need it? I would be useful, but like they already have JaVale. They already have LeBron. They already have AD. I don't think the depth of center defense is important. I think I think offense is probably more important is having probably a post-up option at the five, because right now they only have two good post-up players on their roster. And you're in LeBron's way. Yeah. yeah. This is the, this well, no, is no, but LeBron's one of those guys, so it's like where, you have an option. But this is where Boogie would have actually been interesting for them because of the inside-out possibilities. And, yeah. and I think that they need to find a facsimile of that to, to yeah. be more effective. I mean, Brooke Lopez would have been amazing, right, on this team. Yeah. Well, if only they kept him a couple of years yeah. ago. And that, that, made, that, I mean, well, we described on the show as the worst move in the entire NBA last yeah. year. All right. Well, you know, we need to figure out why Brooke Lopez keeps getting paid so little. How is it possible that this guy's – what did he get paid in the summer, 13? He got less than Dwayne Dedman. Like, okay, and this is how I put it. Now, I like Chris Middleton. But Middleton makes 37, and he <laughs> and then and Lopez gets 30, 13, whatever that is. It's like it's it's almost like our it's our country in a microcosm here. Uh, Middleton's is positional scarcity, yeah. and, a, and a function of the cap, and also when he became a free agent, and and career well, perception. Well, also the Bucks couldn't afford to lose him because they couldn't replace him. I know, but for as much as he, as he is a positional anomaly. Brooke Lopez has to be even more so at that at that position, I would think. I don't know. No, Who else can do it? More bigs. I mean, Dwayne Dedman. Right? Dwayne Dedman doesn't shoot threes. He doesn't yeah. spread the floor like that. He does. Oh, he does. He did list last yeah, year he, a little bit, but not. Every, you know, he's not doing step backs now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, he, he I forgot that. Good. Well, how, Dave, how much better is Brooke Lopez than Dwayne Dedman at this point? It's not. It's not big. Dwayne exactly. Dedman just wasn't on the Bucks. Yeah, right? like, like I, it feels like Dwayne Dedman is the is like a perfect representation of the low differentiation and replacement value among yeah, bigs. Really, Brook Lopez is your right. ideal stretch five right now. And then the Dwayne Dedman is like your good replacement for variation. Yeah, they're the running back of the NBA. I, like I would, I, I do not understand any team that doesn't draft uh, a generational superstar big. Right, so like. If you're drafting a big, and this isn't a guy that you like, DeAndre Aiden might be a generational type talent. You draft him high, but anyone who's not on that level, what's the point? Because you can sign Thomas Bryant, right, an undrafted free agent, or pick him in the second round, and so it makes no sense. But to to Jared's point, this is this is why Brook Lopez didn't make that much money, despite the fact that he has high impact, because he's he's more easily replaced than a guy. You know, on the wing in in Middleton, who plays 
you know, good defense, not great, good defense and can score. And also Lopez is 31 and a half. So he got four years. I think he was trading in some AAV to get the extra year or two for sure. 100%. I think from what I, I had heard someone mention something, but I don't remember if it was really substantiated that his market generally generally was going to be somewhere around two years, 30 million, maybe a little bit more. That was my expectation. The, Actually, Dwayne Dedman got more than I thought he would get. I thought he would be around 11. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. What did he get? I, he wound up at like 13 and a half. It's so like, like yeah, a little bit more than Lopez, three. I think, yeah. for a year. Um, and I thought Deadman would get people would look at it as kind of some empty stats on a, on a developing team. I wouldn't call them a bad team in Atlanta, but also, I mean, shooting 39 and a half percent or whatever from three and you're seven feet tall and you're a decent defender and you're still in your 20s, you're kind of a lock to be making at least 12 million at that point. Yeah. Okay. Well, we that all figured out, Nick. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that means that Dwayne Deadman's so damn good and he goes to the Kings. Uh, what's going to happen here? At the bottom of the Western Conference, because, and I, I was on a, my live show on Instagram, which, by the way, I, I blame you guys for not telling me how much fun Instagram is. It's like Twitter, but with nice people, <laughs> you know? You don't uh, feel that way? Well, I, yeah, I think everybody on Instagram is trying to sell themselves. Yes. They're, they're a lot more kind of fake nice. While on Twitter, there's yeah. no image to sell, so you're just hiding behind your cynicism. Well, either way. So we went we went through it, though, and I was like, okay, you have to understand, if you're going to think that the Mavericks are making the playoffs this year, that means someone has to drop down. And the one thing we came up with was oh. OKC. Who's making – wait, wait, wait. Who thinks the Mavericks are making the playoffs? Well, listen, if they have a healthy KP and they have uh, Doncic, making the playoffs, lock it in, write it down. Who? Who are on a billboard? The San Antonio Spurs are make the playoffs, and it always happens that way. So the OKC is the one who's going to drop, right? That's and that's the one. Okay, but now we're talking about the Kings, the Mavericks. I expect them to trade Chris Paul. If they keep Chris Paul, maybe. Um. Maybe. Uh, well, okay. So here's the. So now we're stuck. I mean, though, they would be with... like a four seed in the East, but they're probably like a ten seed in the West at very best. Uh, I mean, yeah. Though, but you're right, though, Nick, at what you're saying. I mean, the Kings are kind of bubbling up towards the playoff line. Uh, the Mavericks. I mean, with KP healthy, you would, and especially with not just KP healthy, but like the summer to build around him and Luca and really get that game plan there. I mean, they should right. be better, but I don't think they're going to be able to make that leap just because of how insanely high the bar is there. Well, yeah, but also let's not forget the Lakers didn't make the playoffs last year. Yep. So they're in, they're in, it doesn't even matter. So we're already at the log jam there where someone else is going to have to drop down if that's going to happen. And it's not fair that I like the Kings. I got to, we need to do something about the Kings and get them people liking them more or something. They have a really fun team. And I think, uh, you know, they deserve, is there any way that we could influence the outcomes of these games? Um, like in a Tanya Harding type situation? Is that- I don't know. Or maybe if we all believe, it's kind of right? like, you know, in, in Woodstock, we just had the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. If we all think no rain, it won't rain. How did that work for Woodstock? Well, it got a little muddy and stuff, so I suppose. But they all had fun while they were doing it. That's the most important thing, That's right? drugs, Nick. Yes. That's drugs. It is. It is. Don't do drugs. We now know, as I try to explain to the people, the younger people, the real effects that these drugs have on your brain. It's not just like Nancy Reagan saying, here's your brain on drugs and it's a fried egg. No, we now know. So don't do them. Nonetheless. Uh, okay. Yes. This is a drug-free podcast. 
right. do drugs. No, no, you could do drugs when you're like 21 or 22. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, as, as a kid, definitely don't. But the, the, the developing brain, you know, that's what I'm talking about. When you're 14, 15, whatever that is, that's not, that's the bad time to do it. Right, Jared? Yes. Yeah. Speaking of the developing brain, what about the Pelicans as a team that can leap up into the playoffs? I mean, the, yeah. They had, had like two, like, fifth best player on a good playoff team guys and JJ Redick and Derek Favors. They've overhauled their roster with more guys that probably aren't good defenders. And then Lon, well, Lonzo, I think, will be a great defender. Um, they still have Drew. They have a little bit of everything at a caliber that seems like a playoff team. Uh, uh, and then, you know, how's that free throw shooting, though? They, oh, well, you don't have to be bad. Oh, right. I think that, yeah, you need to hit free throws. But the bigger thing is youth, man, and young players are just bad. And, and I don't think this year is – I don't think we should expect much. Next year, though, that defense is going to be real. Sure. Real. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Ingram, Ball, Drew Holiday, they, I mean, he's still he's there to stay. Uh, is, is Zion. Zion – Is he still going to be fat? Yeah, right. I, I, did we fat shame him enough? I mean, or did Coach K do that, whatever it was? I mean, do we all believe that that was what was going on? It, what Coach K was trying to cover for him and say he's out of shape and whatever? Is that really what was going on? I, I mean, I don't I know. Don't know he, but he's been out of – like, he's never been in perfect shape. Like, he's yeah, always I mean, had, he's a kid, right? Like, he's always worked oversized. He's had, like, baby quite a bit. We, we see it more often probably the other way where guys come in too light and we see him try to put on weight. We, you know, we just need to see him get in shape. Like, again – He's a kid. He's, you know, not even 19 years old. I want to yeah, see like with his, like at 21. Yeah, with his muscle size, he probably eats like 6,000 calories a day like he's Taco Falls. So, like, for him, it's probably just a matter of nutrition, maybe having to do more cardio or changing the way he does his workouts. But, like, yeah. I'm sure he can shed that baby fat and become an absolute monster. Yeah, he's going to be working with he's going to be working with pros. He's going to be fine. Yeah, well, they brought in so, Phoenix's medical guy to lead their medical team there. I mean, Griff Griff has everything in place for Zion to thrive. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, yeah, they should be competing for a playoff spot. I would be surprised if they're not there at, toward the end of the year, unless there's yeah. less injuries. I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, listen, I I'd say the same thing, but I still lean toward youth is bad in the NBA. They're just not good. They don't, they just don't, I don't know. God, but what's the youth? Okay, the only youth you're talking about is Zion, right? I mean, you can't call Lonzo young. Lonzo, well, Lonzo's still young. This would be year three for Lonzo. Brandon Ingram's still young. Year three, year four for Ingram. Okay, Holiday is in his prime. Redick is healthy his whole career. I, I, I do think that they're, you know, they're, they've got a lot of question marks. Meanwhile, you know, we know what the Spurs are. We know what the Spurs do. We know what Greg Popovich does. Like, look, I've I've played this game where I just say, you know what? The Spurs are not making the playoffs. And every time I've done it, what happens? They make the playoffs. They make me look stupid. Right. I, and it's all because of you. If I look stupid because they didn't make the playoffs, it's a better spot for me to be in. But I just think that they're going to make the playoffs. They've got well, okay. a, lot of, a lot of grown men playing basketball, and I think that that matters in the NBA. But with Murray coming back, this is, you know, Pop's going to have to, you know, he's not going to get a pass anymore. He, they're going to have to show that they can actually just not be happy to be there and whatever because you got two guys who are all-star level. You got a couple other guys who are really, really good. That's, that's, not a, that's a good team. You're not, you shouldn't be surprising anybody, oh, they're playing the Spurs way. They're going to have to win games and be a threat and actually do something in the playoffs, I think, with that team. Derek White and Brent Forbes for the two all-stars? No, I'm talking, no, I'm talking about the other two all-stars. Uh, I see two all stars in Derek White and Brent Forbes, and then yeah, Demar Derozan and Lamarcus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Brent Forbes is an all star. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, uh, 
Although he, I mean, he's he's good. He's good. He's a yeah. he's a good rookie. He, he's like the Patty yeah. Mills, you know, of of the Spurs. Whatever they are, whatever what, he is. Are they? Are they, they still have Patty, Patty Mills? Mills? Like, <laughs> yeah, they they have like four really like really solid guards at this point. Yeah. No. By the way, Patty Mills could probably help a really good team right now. If they whoever sure. who needs shooting right now, I can't think. Um, <laughs> the Lakers videos. Well, do you, uh, all right. Here's the question: Is well, is Avery Bradley a shooter? Uh, we're not going to get the Jared, uh, Jared's Celtics blood bleeding in here. Is Avery Bradley a legit three point shooter? No, nah, not anymore. No. He was the worst player in the league last year, aside from fourteen <laughs> games in Memphis on an awful team where he got to run pick and roll. He's not going to yeah. run pick and roll in in LA. I mean, right? He's I don't. Ever- Ever since he got hurt in Detroit, after the Celtics traded him, he hasn't been the same. Uh, okay. Doc tried really hard to get like to get him back, and he was playing like thirty three minutes a night at, with the Clippers. And everyone around the team was saying like they got they got to put him on the bench. And then they got Shamit, which forced him. I mean, well, they got rid of him when that happened, and the team got like dramatically better once they did that. So yeah, Avery Avery's a very streaky shooter. Um, I mean, I chronicled his shooting development over the years. I can tell you, he's just, he never was a natural touch shooter, became a good mechanical shooter, really good footwork eventually. And he has like very specific shots coming over curls from like right to left. And he's able to catch and shoot. That's where he's good. That comes and goes. The other stuff, he's just not a good rhythm off the ball shooter. It's, they got to put him in very specific spots to make him useful. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, yeah. So the Lakers could use, I guess, Patty Mills, but I'm not even sure what his contract status is now. They even they can't. They're, I think the Lakers are done. Yeah, the Warriors can. are done too. I don't think they can do anything either. Um, you know. But they're but they're making the playoffs. I mean, I even if Clay, well, Clay's going to come back anyway, so they, they make it. But I, I think they can make the playoffs with with just uh, what they have with uh, uh, D'Angelo and uh, Curry. Uh, I actually look. The Warriors are winning the championship. I, this is spoiler alert for my upcoming season previews over at the Athletic. Uh, but yeah, the Warriors are winning the title. Like, come on! Whoa! So, all right, they got the it's best. Draymond the here throws all the. Oh uh, yeah, they do have Draymond. I, I mean, it's amazing the hot takes he throws out here. I don't think that's so, a hot take. They got Steph Curry. They got Draymond yeah. Green, and Clay Thompson will be back for the playoffs. It's a wrap. Everybody just shut it down. Wow, you're you're like this is like Leo. This is like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> right here. Uh, the finale not scene. Oh, we're not going to ruin def- it for everybody. But the we see them playing definitely the, the a title contender. There's no question the Warriors are a title contender because it's so wide open right now, and they're still very good. And I'm very optimistic about D'Angelo's fit and about how he, he fits with Clay moving to the three when Clay eventually comes back. Hopefully. Right well enough before the playoffs that he can be in a rhythm and be a good defender by the time right. they get to the playoffs. Or they move him yeah, in for somebody else. But I don't, I don't, I, yeah. I don't think Clay's going to – I think his defense, is obviously, when he comes back, is not going to be great. It seems like it, it takes about a year for those guys to come back from the ACL laterally. Um, so I don't expect much defensively out of him. But, you know, I mean, shooters are going to shoot. Like, he's going to be able to shoot coming back. Although there is some science to suggest that that guys actually suffer more – Coming oh. back up an ACL than an Achilles, so um, you know we'll see about that. But uh, it's Clay Thompson, you know, he's second greatest shooter in the history of the league. I, I think he's going to be okay. All right. Well, listen, I, I want to make sure we give a shout out to Gigolo Puff, who's out there uh, cleaning up this chat on YouTube. Thank you so much for being out there and doing that and, and making everybody uh, behave. Um, and awesome discussion, considering we started out with not a lot to talk about when we began this thing, as always. Yeah. We had no idea what we were going to talk about. That's why Dave's here. 
that, that's, that's it. That's the only reason. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know, we're working on getting Popeyes uh, to sponsor this thing. So we'll, we'll maybe we'll, our next show will be at Popeyes. Are there Popeyes in every in your respective cities? Yeah, yeah that one that's like that's one. All right. I'm sure I can find one somewhere in L.A., but I don't often see them. Anyone know in L.A. there is one? There's yeah, got to be one. For sure. I saw Anthony Irwin tweeting about it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we'll have to, have to help me find it. So, well, listen, awesome stuff, everybody. Um, everyone, your summer's been good so far? Yeah, I'm about to head to New York tomorrow. Oh, yeah? I'm excited. I'm going to go see Tame Impala with uh, my boy Kevin O'Connor. I think you guys know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a few I've other heard friends. Of I'm excited for excited I've for seen him on your one. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> the only place you can find him. Um, I'll, be, I'll be hanging out in Chicago this weekend. So if anybody is uh, oh, nice. out there, hit me up. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm missing you. I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks. Oh. oh, and then, by the way, I'm going to Madison, Wisconsin for my reunion, my college reunion. And uh, if anyone's out there, let me know. I, I'm, uh, that'd be my, well, I'll, you know, let me know. Hit me up. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody out there, thanks for being part of the show. And on YouTube, on uh, Periscope, everywhere else. And you'll, you'll listen to this tomorrow on the podcast. And don't forget, sports fans, that B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Dave? Yes, I am. Are you in, Jared? I'm in a Popeye's right now.